Welcome to Frame of Reference, informed, intelligent conversations about the issues and challenges facing everyone in today's world. In-depth interviews with Sauk County's leaders and professionals to help you expand and inform your Frame of Reference. Brought to you by the Max FM Digital Network. Now here's your host, Raul Labresh. Well, welcome to Week 2, Episode 2, Part 2. Two, two, two of uh, two, 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 uh, of our uh, conversation with Mr. Corey Hartman, who is the owner, the uh, Grand Pooba of Severe Studio and uh, WRPQ 99.7 Max FM. He's wearing a 99.7 Max FM hat, and I'm thinking to myself, Did you get one of these? I yet? don't have one of those, oh. and I was going to pick a bone with oh, you over I'm that. I'm going too. to go get it right oh, now. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> so no, I'll wait until we're done. Okay. And, and then you can get it to me, All and right. you can, you know, Tell me how sorry you I'll are. I'll fold the brim and, and everything for you. I love hats like that. You. I got to tell. I be wearing that hat all the time. <laughs> Good. So I actually thinking about having ones made with frame of reference too. So I'll give you one of those. I was just going to stitch Max FM to my forehead. <laughs> so it was just like there all the time. It would look wonderful. Mm-hmm. I think. I think so. so. Make a statement, Corey. Mm-hmm. Make a statement. Yeah. Anyways, so Corey and I talked during our first episode both about his favorite things, which each favorite thing became like six other favorite things, <laughs> or at least there was like sixteen different components to his favorite things. So go back and listen to that episode if you didn't hear it uh, and plus we got talking about uh, one of his great passions which is if you can guess from severe storms severe you know, studios stage, severe studios mm-hmm. i got just shoot me now okay <laughs> everybody studios. does it oh, everybody Lord. does it it's, it's like okay. when i had the poor woman from uh, uh hope house on and i mm-hmm. could not get jamie's last name oh. right for the last svastasium yeah. yep. and i'm like oh i'm just a moron i'm gonna get off this right now <laughs> anyways so here we are week two talking about uh tornadoes well no no i'm not because i know where that will go that's a whirlwind of disaster that's right we did an hour of that oh my god yeah it's just like you get sucked up into that funnel (laughs) and you don't know where you're gonna end up so oh my god i started in kansas and here i am in oklahoma uh so tell me about that your experience here so you you go from starting a, a weather you know, a specialty weather, I almost think of it. Weather like media a, company. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and you're, you're now carried on what weather channel or where, where does yeah. your stuff show up? Uh, everywhere. I mean, BBC, you know, nine news, Australia to every three letter network in the United States. So when we see, like I have weather channel and I, mm-hmm. I look at the videos that are on yep. there. How do, how would we know it was severe studio? There? It'll say severe studios slash whatever the chaser's name was okay. up, up in the corner. Okay. So 99% of the time. Okay. So Unless I, they screw it up, which, you know, that happens too. They put the being, wrong name. They put the, you know, know it's, that. it's very hard. And you, then it's your fault, right? Uh, yeah. Then the chasers think it's my fault. Right. Of course. Of <laughs> course. We have to have somebody to, you know, burn <laughs> yes. in effigy. So, so th- that experience and now the experience here at WRPQ, cause this, I, I was actually with the station before you even took ownership Absolutely. with Jeff Smith for a while. Yes. And McFarland's um, has been a sponsor for a million years. Well, so. And it was, it was interesting cause you know, we had this thing mornings at McFarland's and I remember one of my first questions to Jeff, what do you it's like, am I going to lose my radio? What's going to happen? Oh, and I, you know, I get paid nothing for that, right? It's just McFarland's is gracious enough to let me do it, but I, here I'm thinking about my career in radio is finished. <laughs> um, it took so long to get it started. Well, when, so. well, here's here's the thing: when when somebody when a radio station changes hands, right? The first question is, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to fire everybody? Are you going right. to? Are you going to? And sometimes that's a good thing. Uh, sometimes yeah. it needs to happen, yeah, which yeah. I have tried to explain. 
explain to a few of my other radio friends <laughs> when you take Wash over, it. just just wipe that the, turd is not going away unless you just just it. wipe it clean. You have no listeners now. Uh, it's not going to hurt anything. Can only go up. They can only go up from here. Uh, um, yeah. And and so, uh, but every you know everybody's everybody's concerned. And the one thing that I wanted to do, and I've said this in in multitude of interviews, um, is that I wanted to to uh, pick up the ball mm-hmm. and run further you know sure. uh this was a very strong station a very local station um but i'll be honest i would have people that would come up to me uh at uh, at the bakery mm-hmm. and say uh well what do you do for a living and i said well i just just bought the radio station in baraboo oh you mean wlx yeah. And I'd be like, n- n- no, so, the, the, the Baraboo radio station. Right. Baraboo has a radio station? Yeah. Mm. And that was like a knife sure. in the heart of just, you know, a, a radio fan. Right. I mean, I was a fan of radio long before I was a, right. a DJ or an owner. But doesn't it have to always be a little bit of a, oh my God, what have they been doing with this station that you don't know about this? I mean, was it, or did you not have, I mean, that's my, fr- I get asked that at McFarland's, I'm in charge of marketing. Sure. Here, right? Mm-hmm. So I get asked all the time. How people, does somebody not know about McFarland's? Well, yeah, or somebody will come and say, I have no idea you guys were, well, yeah. an owner will come, whenever that happens, they'll come, <laughs> somebody came in the store to me and they said they had no idea that we were here. first time in yeah. the store. And like, How does this happen? And I'm like, I'll tell you how it happens. Because I can't reach everybody. Well, and you want to give me a six bazillion dollar budget for marketing? Then they might hear about right. me, especially now. And I think that that that's probably the the difference between uh, the previous owner and myself is that we we promote the hell out of ourselves in as many places as we can. Um, you know, billboards are prohibitively expensive, but mm-hmm. that was always kind of the thing, right? You'd get yeah. t-shirts and hats and that kind of stuff right. when you'd see people out and about. Right. Um, but a lot of stations around this area, including this one for, for 15 years, never left the studio. Or if they did, then it was only for an hour here, a car lot deal there, right. you know, get a hot dog and a balloon, bring the kids and, right. and buy a car. Well, that's a young man's job too, right? It you is. Know, when it comes down to it it is you and we, have, a lot and of we have an we have an aging uh talent pool mm-hmm. you know um are you calling me aging <laughs> <laughs> calling all of us aging. Okay. all right good um and uh and so there's there's not a lot of of talent pipeline you mm-hmm. know there's not a lot of young people that wake up one day and go i'm gonna be a radio dj no they want to um, be youtube they want to be a yeah, youtube or, star which or have their own podcast or, or yeah whatever there we go um but uh uh, so we, but we promote, you know, more, we try to get out and be a part of things more. Um, we try to, uh, uh, you know, help, help just a ton of nonprofits, mm-hmm. uh, with things. And the only thing usually that we ask for besides maybe a couple bucks, uh, is to hang our banner up, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, say our name, mm-hmm. you know, that's why I give you, uh, you know, stuff all the time about the WRPQ versus max FM, right? Right. We were WRPQ. We still are technically WRPQ. Right. But we're Max FM, you know, right. and 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 Baraboo Broadcasting, um, and uh, you know, so so we we have a we have a brand, we have a positioning statement, maximum hits of the eighties and nineties, uh, and we have a commitment to local information, um, 
And then we go out and promote the fact that we do that. And we use streaming and we use social media and we're on Alexa. You can tell Alexa to play Max FM Baraboo. Boom, it comes out the speaker, right? So try that with my Google. Yeah. Google Works, Siri, all of those. Play Max FM Baraboo. Boom, comes out of tune in. Um, And so some of those things were were what was – were opportunities for mm-hmm. us to take what was what was already built and was very successful for years and years and years mm-hmm. um and turn it into to where we're at now and sure. and five years in everybody said hey, about five years in you'll finally feel better about your purchase <laughs> and um and it's true you know i mean we i'm with covid take even covid out of it right i mean we had a couple years where you know january february we didn't know if we'd make payroll right? like any other business, right. you know? Right. Oh, it's glamorous. Right. You're a radio guy. Well, it, it's it's still a small business. Mm-hmm. I only own one and a half stations. You know, I own right. an AM station with an FM translator okay. and uh, uh, now two FM translators. So Ooh. we're up to a full maybe two stations now Ooh. if you combine everything together. Ooh. So those, those link off of one another? Or yes. Just hitting different yeah. So we got 740 AM. And we got 99.7 Max FM, and now we have 103.7 Max FM in Reedsburg. Mm. So we have multiple ways to get us on FM now, because only about 10% of radio listening even happens on the AM dial anymore. AM, sadly, has gone mostly talk radio, opinion, sports, that kind of thing. It's for guys. You know, Uh, women don't like static, you know, in their car, and they like to push a button, and they like, you know whatever mariah carey and madonna and michael jackson whoever to come out of the stats to come out of the speakers right right, you know um and so that's that's kind of where the demographic has transitioned to um 14 percent of radio listening actual radio stations comes from streaming now so my internet stream of max fm is now more important than my am transmitter yeah and this was an am only radio station yeah. since 1967 right. or whatever and that's been part of the challenge isn't it to, to adapt and get people to come along with the program right and add more along the way i mean right. we talk about streaming you're trying to pick up more stuff right. as you go down the stream right mm-hmm. so which i have to say too having been here a part of it i was amazed that there was a stream before you ever took ownership, in fact. But that was only know. a couple of years before we took over. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. we started streaming in 2015 or 2016, yeah. which was actually pretty late, you know, compared to, okay. you know, if you listen to our previous podcast, okay. you know, I was streaming live audio in 1997. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And there, yeah. there was a whole thing with uh, 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 rights and streaming and digital and all okay. that stuff that had to be, like, fixed. But that was all fixed in about 2004, Two thousand five. Um, so to not have an internet stream of your radio station until twenty fifteen, sixteen. Right. And there was like a lost decade there. So there was a lot of of again, I didn't have to rebuild the arc. Right. But there was definitely some new sales and some, you know, shoring up that needed to well, be well, built. prove that you're relevant, prove that uh, it's worth spending those advertising dollars That's here it too. instead of at WOLX, which or, one, you know, has one of the broadest yeah. network coverage areas mm-hmm. of any station. Yeah. But their grandfather did. They right? cover so. 19 counties. Right. I cover two counties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Columbia and Sauk. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, you know, little tiny pieces of Juno and whatever else. Right. But, um, but, but really, we're, we're a Sauk County right. radio station. Right. You know, especially now with the new translator in Reedsburg, we are a Baraboo, Reedsburg, Dells, 
Sock City station. And with streaming the way it is, you are now everywhere beyond everywhere. So just like frame of reference, yeah. you've, you've heard of that po- podcast? I'm going to, I'm going to walk over here. You, you narrate what I'm about to okay. do. Okay. So he's walking over to a, a table that has a whole bunch of stuff with screens. And he's showing me right now a network stream of where the show is being listened to right at this moment. And we have Louisville, Hi, Louisville, Kentucky. So by the time you listen to this podcast, you probably are sleeping. I, I don't know. So we've got people all over Wisconsin and Minnesota, which is a fantastic thing to see. Isn't that great? I mean, I, I look at the frame of reference stats, and I don't see it live, but I see what's happened this week. And, right. You know, it's Chechnya. And uh, yeah. we've had some Russian list- listeners. Uh, I don't know sure. if they're listening right now. Uh, <laughs> so I don't want to say anything. Everything's shut down. Yeah, probably. exactly. Well, Germany, France, UK, mm-hmm. you know, you look at that stuff and think, wow, 10% of our listenership is not even in the U.S. So, and twenty five percent of your relationship isn't even in Sauk County, yeah. and it's a Sauk County podcast. Exactly. So you think, wow, this is that's really cool. Yeah. So, all right. So now we've opened up our vision of what we're really talking about. Let's let's look. Can we together? Mm-hmm. At something that concerns me probably more than a lot of stuff these days, okay. and that would be um, how media is being perceived weaponized um and i mean let's not kid ourselves it's been going on for a while but one of the things i thought of as covid was hitting is you know where were the huntley brinkley's where were the walter cronkites where were the could we use those guys yeah you know those those people that everyone listened to if walter said it it, it was, was gospel. It was good. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't, it didn't, you don't care if he was Republican. You didn't care who he voted for. I, you know, I, I don't know Walter's political bents because he didn't make them a big deal. Correct. You know, it, he was there to report the news and he was reporting actual news, Yeah. which I don't even get how we came to a world now where it's alternative news or alternative facts. Because in, when well, I grew up, pe- that was, you know, those are called lies. Pe- people are, are reaching out to channels that amplify what they already believe, right? So they're, it's biased news. They're, they're not there to get their minds changed, right? I think when we watched Huntley Brinkley and, uh, and Walter back in the day, we were we were actually tuning in because we wanted to be informed and and news is is news right mm-hmm. it's not opinion it's supposed to be the facts and yes things can get colored one way or an, or another but uh but when you start to to undermine uh the effectiveness of uh, of an actual news product um i i think that's when it, it reaches kind of dangerous territory because you're not you're not accepting anything new into your your uh frame of reference right well and we talk about biases um you know we see what we want to see we hear Mm -hmm. what we want to hear um and and i i'm aware of research that talks about how uh how difficult if not impossible it is to change someone's opinion about something to persuade them to see something from a different point of view Mm -hmm. is one of the most difficult things you can try to do in any kind of interaction and perhaps what was good about the the old days were that people were in fact not coming to be reinforced for what they believe but just to find out what was going on so i mean what was new right right what What was new what was changed what was and i didn't have to worry about political bent i didn't have to worry about it being propagandized yeah um and i i do blame here's the here's the thing here's the thing that people need to realize is that um you know a lot of a lot of people blame cnn and and the networks because they've got you know 24 hours to fill 
And so that you have to have pundits Mm -hmm. and you have to have uh, opinion shows and you have to have this, that, and the other thing in the last 20 years, we've gone from like a 75% news to 25% opinion mix on television to where I would say the only real hard news on television across the board right now is the first five minutes of the network evening newscast and the entire rest of existence of humanity of media right. is opinion based right when you think about the back when the fcc was first assigning less mm-hmm. uh, now i i read this i don't know 100 percent, but my understanding it's was okay that i'll when, tell you if you're wrong okay Good. You're my expert. That's why you're on the show. You're my expert, for God's sakes. Okay, so when, when we're first handing out licenses, uh, particularly for the news networks and the, the television networks, one of the stipulations was that they could have the license, but there had to be one hour of non-sponsored news that would be not subject to the whims of a, a, a sponsor, right? That it would you, had to, you had to serve the public interest, okay. right? Um, and there's been there's been all sorts of rules, you know, starting way back in the 40s, 50s, uh, all the way up to today. And they change depending on, you know, who's in Congress and, and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. But you've there's there's been two tenants that have always had to be uh, abided by equal time and uh, serving the public interest. OK, those are the two things that that you've always had to do. So. The, so if you have opposing views, if, if it's you have a political a, yes, position, you, you have, have to also have the person that's from the opposite spectrum. Correct. Okay. And those rules are still in effect in radio and television to this day. So, the, so if I if I brought in Donald Trump today, right. sat him down in front of the microphone and let him talk for a half hour, I would have to call Joe Biden and offer them a half hour on Max FM. Right. Okay. Radio right. TV doesn't matter. The internet does not have that. There is no oversight of what is on the internet. There's also no oversight on what's on cable because you are paying for that service. So you are spending your money with charter, whoever. To get the news you want. To get the news that you want. That's why you can swear on cable. That's why you can show nudity on cable. That's why you can have any news, any opinion, any programming pretty much that's out there is available on cable because you're paying for it. That is a direct pipe between you and the cable system and the television uh, provider. Radio and television over the air is a whole different thing because those airwaves belong to all of us. And so you have to have equal time and you have to serve the public. Now, what serving the public means has gotten a very gray, murky Well, which thing. public? You know, that, that well, becomes... it's supposed to serve all the public, right? If there's a tornado warning, you get on and you give the information. If downtown Baraboo is about to float away in a flood, you're supposed to get on the air. If there's a, a nuclear accident, you're supposed to get on the air okay. and serve the public. Uh, you're supposed to do what are called uh, issues reports, that you have given airtime to certain issues. Um, and that's what we do. So there's, there's all sorts of issues that we talk about on a regular basis. Um, 
you know, everything from dog adoption to homelessness, right? right? And those are the things that we cover with longer form interviews or news coverage or whatever. Um, and so that's how we serve the public interest. Okay. Now, what I consider serving the public interest is not necessarily what my competitors or Joe down the block thinks is serving the public interest. Um, but that's why it's America and mm-hmm. that's why you have lawyers <laughs> and that's why you can, uh, you can change laws. Um, but you know, for the good part of the last 80 years, uh, those two things, equal time and serving the public interest have been maintained, have yeah. been maintained or yeah. they are purported to have been maintained. So where the breakdown in my mind occurs is in two fundamentals. One is when is a fact a fact and how do we determine who to trust with those facts that they are in fact delivering true facts? Cause that, and that's the other boy, the philosophical, I remember my philosophy classes in college and I had a wonderful philosophy professor who was always, no matter what you said, you believed he would challenge you with equally important things to consider <laughs> before you determined what you believe. He was a good believed. debater. Huh? Right. Well, yeah. he, he was, he, and he was wonderful about just making you expand your frame of reference, right? Sure. This isn't just about this. This is also about this. Right. And, you know, have you considered blah, blah, blah. And, and that really, you know, when I was 18, 19 years old, that was so formative to me to understand that, well, before I say boom, I really better understand bida, bida, boom, you know, because yeah. bida, bida and boom are different, but they're still part of the same Right. So that that's what I can't get my head around. I don't know how we ever come back. I don't have those answers at all, because, um, you know, just like anything else, it's hard to put the genie back in the bottle. Right. Uh, uh, And, you know, it 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 sometimes pains me to think that, uh, you know, we don't have the we don't have shared experiences anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. Everybody is doing their own thing. They're they're watching what they want. They're reading what they want. I'm not saying I want to control all media right, in the world. Right. Um, but Maybe be Vladimir Putin. But back when so. there was three channels, you had a one third. You had a thirty three point three three percent chance that you're watching the same thing as Joe down the block. Right. 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 Now we have seven thousand shows at our fingertips. At any given moment, you have every possible means of content in the world on on the Internet. Um, and there's entertainment, there's information, there's knowledge. And and how do you how do you parse out what's real? What's really real? What are fact facts right. and not alternative facts? Right. Um, you know, that used to be determined by the person's experience used to be uh, determined by that person's knowledge. Uh, used you could to be, see it happening. Uh, it's, we can re- all, that, yeah. that book just fell off of that table. Their reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, and you used to be able to trust your own eyes and ears, mm-hmm. which is another thing in the last few years that, you know, with, with artificial intelligence and deep fake videos where it looks like somebody's talking and saying something they're and, and they're not. They weren't even in that place they, ever. Right? <laughs> so. I mean, like, I could take I could I could take all of your frame of references and I could cut out syllables and words that you have said, your voice, your actual voice, and I could make you say pretty much anything, anything wanted. I wanted you to say. 
And the only way that you could prove otherwise would be to get somebody like me to do a forensic look at that file and see that the background noise didn't line up or there was a little bit more EQ. There's a little more treble and a little less bass. So obviously this was from two different recording sessions and right. you know what I mean? Right. So, uh, it, it's it's very hard for the average person to discern that the information source they are listening to or watching is real. Uh, and it's even harder on the internet because you can hide behind you can hide behind everything. Well, you, you alluded to it earlier that you, an expert used to be. An expert. I mean, it was someone that was mm -hmm. trained, that mm -hmm. studied, did research, whatever, in a particular field. And you could, they had a much deeper understanding of really what was going on. Um, so you would listen to them. Now, you would trust nowadays, them. yeah. Nowadays, um, you know, we will say, well, okay, so we talked to Dr. So and so, but then we also ask Carl, Carl, what do you think about? <laughs> um, and and I can't help people that can't discern between Dr. 50 year guy right and carl in his basement right um, well and but then and the other side of that coin though too is we've had a lot of 50 year old doctors that the internet has revealed to us really don't know anything you know unfortunately in your opinion well or, or that just had proven you know you look at like the resume and you look at all the other people yeah. that are around them and it's like well this guy came out and said that this was just fine mm -hmm. and but then you look at the other hundred people in that sphere and they say here's the thing though i mean right. i mean science science also changes it doesn't change as fast as some people would like to lead you to believe yeah. um but but, you know, science is is and always has been a somewhat moving target, because as you learn right. more about a particular subject, right, you will change your theories and your you know, you'll have to go do the 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 tests and the your you know, theories and, have and to prove be tested it. over and over yeah. and over and over. Um, and and that's that's a pretty slow process, though. I mean, right. look, it's taken us two years to even scratch the surface on what COVID can actually do right. and what things are actually uh, caused. And it's going to be 50 more years before you can figure out what a 50 year uh, effect of COVID was, because it takes 50 years to, to learn that yeah. knowledge. Right. So science usually moves pretty slow, but. You know, you look at medical science and they say that you can basically throw your medical book out the window every, what is it, three years I think so. or yeah. something? Yeah. Because the advancements are so exponential and the knowledge that is being learned every day goes up exponentially. Um, you know, getting back to weather, uh, which again should be like a middle of the road type of thing. It's either raining or it's not. Right. Um, we, I think, have learned probably more in the last decade than we've for the for the the, the last hundred years. Uh, the technology is better. The resolution of radars is better. We have more sensors. We have more chasers. We have more people out in the field. We have more scientists than ever before. You know, we have better access to information, sharing of information, sure. sharing of knowledge, yeah. the Internet, you know, Zoom calls, everything that has come out in the last, uh, you know, 10 years uh, has propelled the state of that particular uh, science uh, subject sure. forward more than 70 years of 
research prior to. You know, we have we have radars now that are on the backs of trucks that you can back up to 50 feet away from a tornado and get the most high resolution data you have ever seen of a tornado. See right into the inside, see see individual vortices, you know, going around the main vortex. Uh, just, just granular data right. that we didn't even think was possible 10 years ago. So now just, just take that and apply it to everything else that we don't know nothing about. Right. And right. right. It, it's, it's the same thing, but you know, I guess I would rather, this is me personally, I would rather have the 50 year old suspenders where a 50 year old veteran mm-hmm. he's probably 70 years old wearing a white shirt and suspenders and his coats off and he's in front of the radar map and he is calling out barbecue joints that are in the path of this tornado. I would rather have that over my weather channel app on my phone. Sure. That's just me. Right. Some people think that whatever's on their phone, good enough for them. Um, I would rather have experienced scientists tell me their theories and opinions and the research that is mostly settled, right? Things that are not being stirred up all the time, right? you know, right. That, that polio is eradicated, you know, things like that. Right. right. Uh, and then when, but when you're on the bleeding edge of something like COVID or anything else, well, it's so difficult too because you just I gotta think, find the guy you trust. Well, right? and, and the news cycle, I think, forces us into a situation where, well, what was somebody was telling me that one of the things that has really become apparent with the American psyche, our national psyche, is we do not like enigmas. We don't like in uh, you know imprecise things or that we can't explain. Amb- ambiguity. Mm-hmm. We hate ambiguity. So yep. what what our media is doing to us is forcing us to come down with something. You know, you, so when you think about COVID, and initially we were saying we think it's spread by droplets, and then as time so went on, wiping like, surfaces like right, crazy, right. And washing our hands eight times a day, right. sanitizing our bathing and sanitizer, right? Only to find out that well, no, it really is aerosol based, mm-hmm. and you know the masks do some good, but not as much as we hoped they would, blah blah, or we, or we would have liked to. So all of that, all of that storm of information is around us constantly, mm-hmm. and. In some ways, you have to go, well, yeah, duh, of course people are going to pick out the parts that make the most sense to them. and But it breeds mistrust. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because we've got so much information coming at us where our brains can only filter out, can right. only accept so much. Well, it's the perfect storm for mistrust. It we is. are living in the perfect storm. Yeah. So where are the storm you know, chasers for this storm that will say, guys, this is what's going on with well, us or the real news. And or again, the- those are, those are the social scientists that are working hard to try to figure out why we are the way we are. Yeah. You know, why so do polarized. we, why do we operate this way? Yeah. You know, and you know, what can be done? Well, I, there's, there's nothing to be done. You, all you can do is your own personal thing. Well, and small stations like this one. And probably... listen to small radio stations yeah. that are more concerned about what's happening at the city council meeting <laughs> than about what's happening wherever, wherever else. Yeah. Folks, my guest today is uh, Corey. Corey. Corey, what's your last name? Hartman? Is it something? <laughs> I'm not sure what your real last name yes. is. Corey Hartman, who's a mystery. The, <laughs> the owner, the uh, Grand Puba, and uh, of both the Storm 
Severe Studios. Severe Studios. <laughs> I, it has to start with Sorry. Storm. Can you go back and I rename it so not, it starts with Storm? I cannot somehow. rename it Storm Studios. Uh, Severe no. Studios. Okay. Uh, Severe Studios. And the one that I really am near and dear to my heart is 99.7 Max FM. I said it right. You did. 99.7 Max FM here in little old Baraboo, Wisconsin. But uh, <laughs> this is Frame of Reference, Sauk County and beyond. We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors and be right back to wrap up this episode and all episodes that Corey and I are doing at this point in time. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Need it, but don't need to own it? Rent it at McFarland's in Sauk City. Everything to help make your party or project a success. Tables, tents, tablecloths, treat machines, and more. Rug cleaners, floor sanders, tile cutters, and chainsaws. McFarland's is your one-stop project center for DIY home renovators. It's all here under one roof. McFarland's, your complete and replete, I repeat, rental center. One block south of Highway 12 at 780 Carolina Street, where service is a family tradition. We're back here at Frame of Reference on 99.7 Max FM's digital network and just about any place you could get a podcast from these days. Facebook, uh, iTunes, Spotify. That's one of the things you warned me about when I started this whole deal was there's about 16,000 platforms. Get it everywhere. (laughs) Get it everywhere you possibly can. Syndicate, baby. Syndicate, baby. Yeah, that's why I have to be part of some new world radio or something Mm -hmm. or new world podcast. Um, So this is the big thing segment of the show. This is the question that I ask that most people go, uh, at, but, um, and you're fairly young in your career as things go. It might feel like you're an aging old man like I am, but you're not 62. I'm okay? mid-career. You're mid-career. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, and at an exciting point in it, no doubt. So if, as you look at your career up until now and what you hope to accomplish, because I know you well enough to know you have dreams and things you always want to be doing and the next thing, the next thing. You're like a next thing junkie when it comes down to it. I am. Yeah. So, but is there something, you know, as you get closer to the end of your career, um, is there a legacy you want to leave behind? Is there something that you want your kids, your family members, your community members here in, in you know, Sauk County and maybe beyond? Who knows what a huge network of stations you might own by the time you're in my grand old age. Um, <laughs> I, you know, because there is, I think, par- part of what is maybe going wrong with us is that we, we aren't, all of us are not thinking enough about what legacy we want to leave behind. I don't want to have a legacy of dividing people. I don't want to have a legacy that says I worked as hard as I could to make other people think that they were wrong and I was right, which seems to me to be a lot of what's going on today is get everyone to agree with what I agree. I like it really good when I invest in somebody in an episode and they teach me something that I wouldn't have agreed with initially, but now I understand it, you know? So anyways, that's my legacy. What's yours? (sighs) to to entertain and inform okay you know that that's all i've wanted to do again since four years old um you know there's there's a person on the other end of the of the microphone right right there's always somebody listening you know um you know wise wise people told me you know every every talk break is important and there, there are no throwaway talk breaks or shouldn't because somebody is listening and you could be pulling that person through a really tough day. Uh, You could be telling them something that they didn't know before they tuned in. Um, You could be giving them information that saves their life. You know, that's pretty important. I think. Yeah. Um, And, and to do it with a sense of humility, which is the, you know, 
the hardest part, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't like to brag. This this whole last two and a half hours has been painful uh, to talk about <laughs> myself and to talk about the the things that we've we've accomplished here. And of right. course, it, it it's not me. It's right. It's my staff. It's right. everybody that helps me and my it's everybody wife that brought you to this point in your career. And everybody, yeah. you know, from. My my first boss that, you right. know, he walked in one day and I had the whole ceiling tile torn down because I was replacing one cable. <laughs> and he just looked at me and he said, make sure it's ready to go for telephone time in the morning. <laughs> and he walked out and he just left me to my devices. Um, had I not had that and had I not had good people around me for 30 years, right. Uh, right. there's no way that that I could do, you know what what we're doing here so um so i guess you know there's the old leave the world in a better place than you found it um and so you know i'd i'd love uh you know i'd love a tv show like uh like uh, radio station rescue you know like like gordon ramsay goes around and you know is this is this restaurant going to make it or are they going to fold right is this radio station going to yeah yep and yeah. i think uh i think we could do i think we could do that would be fun. You know, radio station rescue and that come in and be like, why are you playing Pavarotti at two in the afternoon, you know, or whatever. Um, Home improvement for and, radio. And, right? and apologies to all my Pavarotti fans yeah, out there. Ra- but yeah. um, Radio makeover. But ra- yeah, radio makeover. <laughs> so um, so I, guess, I guess leave the state of the craft better than it was when I started. And, uh, and on the media, on the weather side of things, you know, I think I did that. You know, we were one of the first people to bring wide access to live storm chasing in meaningful ways feeds yeah. uh, to the to the general public. Mm-hmm. So that is that is we were the we were the pioneers of doing that. Um, and so, you know, for radio, I'm just trying to spin the hits. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to tell people what's going on in their community. I'm trying mm-hmm. to get people involved in their local government. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Those types of things, sure. Which Those. is, I mean, there's a lot of significance in that when mm-hmm. you think about what's the. Uh, the I think it's, um, I think it's Eleanor Roosevelt. No, no, no. It's not, I can't remember the name now. But the the quote goes, um, "Never underestimate the the power of a small, committed, passionate group of people to change the world." Yeah. Because in fact, it's the only thing that ever has. Mm-hmm. So, and that Margaret Mead, I think, is who. So, I'm not, probably not exact quote, but I know the the essence of that is so true. Maybe it is the small radio stations of the world, the small podcasts of the world that may, in fact, yeah. Wouldn't you like to think? Wouldn't you like to? Hey, I listened to WRPQ all through my life, and it's mm-hmm. just it's the station I went back to. I went back to 99.7. After you became 99.72, you became so meaningful to me, right? Yeah. I, whatever. Inspire so. somebody to to take over the next generation because yeah. you're not going to be here forever. Yeah. Um, Pass the torch. And I had I had plenty of people that inspired me. Right. Um, the ability to to work with and become peers with people that were your inspiration. I've been able to do that a little bit. Cool. I mean, if that's not exciting. You know, uh, put put people's shows on the air that I used to listen to 30 years ago. Sure. Um, That that's cool. So I would love somebody to be like, you know, I like that station. I think I want to be a DJ. And then flash forward 30 years and they own a radio station. Right. And they're covering news, weather and sports. Folks, my guest has been for the past two episodes, uh, Mr. Corey Hartman. 
Corey is the owner of both Severe Severe Studios. 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 <laughs> Storm. It's just Severe no. Stu- Severe Studios. Severe Studios. Severe. Studios. He is the owner and initiator and uh, whatever. Kapuba of Severe Studios and 99.7 Max FM here in little old Bear Boo, Wisconsin. It's been my pleasure, Corey. Thanks so much for sharing so openly, so you. passionately. And, and, and thank you for passionately doing this podcast and the interviews and the setup. It is not easy to coordinate people and get people uh, all moving in the right they're in the same direction no, so it's so a lot of fun I, I, I share your inspiration because it's just it is uh it's just been a wild ride to this point so just as yours has been so we're, we're going to take another quick break to hear a word from our sponsor we'll be right back with closing thoughts for this episode don't go anywhere because you don't want to miss the end of frame of reference on 99.7 max fm's digital network There's never been a better time to support small businesses and save big with Max FM Big Deals. Discount certificates from the Max FM Big Deals store will save you up to 50% off retail every day of the week. Local restaurants and wineries, healthy living and spa services, gifts for the holidays, and a whole lot more. New deals are added weekly. Check it out now at MaxFMBigDeals.com. That's MaxFMBigDeals.com. Start shopping and start saving. Whether you understand or have experienced the awesome destructiveness of something like a tornado or hurricane up close and personally, well, we've all had to weather a few storms in our lives. In fact, life itself, in a different manner, weathers away our appearance and the very texture of our skin if we don't take care to not spend too much time in the sun or the wind or the rain. And radio, well, Who can underestimate the impact of that technology on our lives? Even as we move towards a world filled with podcast platforms and streaming services that allow us to cater exclusively to our tastes, radio continues to play on. It still connects us to the world and communities in which we live. It connects us to local life and events and allows us to be aware and involved in our immediate environs. It is people like Corey that make it possible. His frame of reference and ours is one that includes pride in the community that he serves and dedication to serve it well. Let us not take that for granted, whether we live in Sauk County or Munich, Germany. Remember, a streaming service or podcast won't get you out of the way of a tornado. I hope you'll join us next week when I begin a conversation with Kurt Miney, who understands weather and our world in a whole nother way. Till then, stay well.